Today at the SDGI Directors in Dialogue, Director Michael Lavelle speaks with Director Zach Lepofsky about his new mobile app created for directors called Shotlister. I'm Zach, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, Zach. I'm Michael. And uh, basically I am a director in Vancouver and LA, mm -hmm. and I grew up in Canada, basically acting as a kid, making movies as a kid, and uh, really into computers as well. And kind of was making a bunch of short films, lots of kind of grew up with kind of the digital revolution, adding flaming eyeballs to my friends and our little home videos <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, eventually by the time I finished high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do and kind of volunteered making movies for as much as I, as much time as I could. And then uh, eventually made some short films with all the favors I racked up from volunteering and, and those short films did really well. And then kind of my big break was there was this competition that Steven Spielberg did down in, this, in LA, kind of like an American Idol kind of thing, uh, but for directing. And so I was the only Canadian to get into that and made a bunch of movies all summer mm -hmm. and uh, got my kind of big break in L.A. and have kind of been basically a working director ever since and uh, threw away my computer and said, that's it, I'm a director now. I'm not going to do any <laughs> of this, you know, <laughs> editing or special effects or everything else that, you know, usually you have to do to survive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, been doing kind of commercials and and films and and development hell and everything else that directors do for the last five years cool cool well uh, my name's michael lavelle and i am a writer director and cinematographer um i studied at film school in ireland at the national film school and then i uh, came out and shot a short as a cinematographer called Undressing My Mother, which uh, picked up a European Academy Award. So I think that was my break. And I ended up working as a cinematographer for a number of years. Um, I started off as a director, but drifted into cinematography then for a while. Cool. Um, I did a feature film uh, as a cinematographer that picked up the Cinematography Award at Sundance. Great. Uh, for a documentary. And, uh, but I was missing... Uh, direction so I, I came home and <laughs> um, I still work as a cinematographer too and um, so it's just tricky for me to try and balance the two but so far I've been able to get away with it so as long as that holds then I'll keep doing it <laughs> and do you always do one or the other do you ever DP your own directing I've just well actually thanks to the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland I've just DP'd my own first short film um, to, like first time I've DP'd and directed at the same time yeah um, so yeah, we got um, uh, thanks to uh, Ari London, we got an Ari Alexa camera for a couple of days through the Screen Directors Guild. Awesome. And I had an idea for a short film that I wanted to do, and uh, because of this deal, it kind of opened up an opportunity where I was able to actually go, okay, um, I'm able to kind of explore the possibility of directing and lighting at the same time and operating. So how did that go? Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It was. It was a nice opportunity. It's one of those things. It probably would have been scary to do if there was a huge budget and I had an army of people behind me. Yeah. So it actually just made it really nice. For I could. I literally had the smallest crew imaginable, um, a few actors, and it just gave us. You know the way that. Um, 
oh, you know yourself the way the machine of, of shooting a film can sometimes just eat the yeah, creative process absolutely. a bit. So <laughs> I was just trying to take a bite back for the actors. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I lightened down the crew so that it was uh, me, a focus puller, um, and uh, a sound recordist. Wow. And then we had s some light, but uh, I just minimized the lighting, the lighting that I did. But it was a it was a really nice opportunity to kind of actually, uh, first of all, do the two, play the dual role for the first time, and then also to um, yeah to just kind of have that time with the actors where there's not a whole machine dragging you're not dragging the machine around behind you. Yes, so that was absolutely. that was a nice that was a nice experience. So I'm just editing that short film at the moment. It's called Amsterdamage. Cool. Well. You should have yes. started it too. You would have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, when you're doing that stuff, because one of the things that we can talk about today is kind of shot listing and stuff. When you're either directing or, or working with directors and you're being a DP, what's yeah. your kind of process kind of prepping what you're going to shoot? Do you do a shot list or do you do like really in-depth scheduling or do you just kind of feel it as you go or... Um, well, actually, I've 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 uh, I've done pretty much every one of those. Um, it really depends on the project, and it depends on the director, it depends on the time scale for the project, and it depends on on the kind of aesthetics of the project as well. I yeah. mean, sometimes you kind of work out a really clear aesthetic of what you're looking for, um, and then what generally happens for me anyway is that we'd make a shot list based around that aesthetic, and then. If like, I don't know. Sometimes you wouldn't have had seen much of the location beforehand, so you, you kind of have to. Uh, obviously, it's a lot easier when you've seen the location. So I mean, if you've seen the location and the actor, the director has a pretty clear idea of how he's going to block it, then I've been, I've had the experience. Certainly, when I've been a director and I've worked with a cinematographer, that I would pretty rigorously shot list because. Um, and maybe even storyboard on top of that, just so that you've got a really clear idea of what you absolutely need and how the film is going to fit together in your mind. It's 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 as much a um, think a process of thinking through the film as it is having a list to check. You know what I mean? It, it forces you to actually think your way through every line, every dot in the script. Yeah, I, I really stop, enjoy one of my favorite things is to shot list because you're kind of sitting back watching the movie in your mind and kind of just writing down all the things you'd love to do. But definitely it's something that seems to become more and more crucial the more tight the schedule or the budget is because it's kind of like the less freedom you have to kind of discover it on set, the more specific you really have to be, especially if you're doing something that has a really tight schedule or has, or maybe there's just a huge amount of money on the line or, or whatever it is it can really help kind of make sure you've got a good plan. But at the same time, it's always like, I always find that the more I plan something, the more I kind of try and remind myself to kind of look around myself when I'm on set and kind of yeah. see what am, what am I missing that I didn't think of when I was in my hotel room or in my <laughs> bedroom. Like what is on in this location that if I had, hadn't planned this at all that I would see fresh. Yeah, And it's I, always I think... hard to kind of, do both at the same time yeah i mean i think that's a really valuable way of looking at it I'd, I'd be in the same school of thought there for sure where i think 
it really pays to plan because you've thought about it as much as you can. You've kind of highlighted the shots that you really need or the angles that you really like that are going to, you know, express some emotion or capture some really precise moment or some turning point that you need to capture in a really certain way. But like you say, you plan so that you've got the comfort to be able to kind of step away from it when you get on set if you need to and yeah. to kind of have your eyes open and go, okay, well, there's the plan. Now let's now we're on set. Here's the actors. Let's kind of play again and yeah. go back to that kind of creative process so that you're not just there ticking boxes on a list, you know, that you're actually, you've got that list but it's it's your kind of backup it's your it's your plan but like in the same way as a script is a blueprint it's not the final film so you've got to be in that creative mode when yeah, you're on set too i just finished um my first kind of feature length thing this winter and it was my first time filming you know 2 hours worth of stuff and we didn't have a lot of time we shot it in basically 16 days and yeah. it was a monster movie so it was lots of complicated <laughs> you know explosions and blood and monsters and everything you could imagine. And one of the things I noticed, you know, I've always been someone who shot lists like crazy and kind of plans everything, but I was kind of amazed at how quickly that shot list became almost useless as soon as anything changed. Like, as soon as you get to set and you've kind of got this awesome plan in your hand and you and your AD have gone over it on the drive there and you're ready to just kind of go into war. And then usually within about 10 or 15 minutes of arriving on set, you know, it's like some major disaster <laughs> is, is quickly discovered yeah. and like, oh, okay, there, you know, the actor's not there or the prop's not there. Or one day we got there and the helicopter w had gone missing. And like, oh, right. it was like, you know, you, you have to kind of be on your toes, which is kind of the excitement of making a movie. But the problem it seemed to me was that you know, you, you, you write up this, this shot list, you know, usually in a spreadsheet, like an Excel or something. And, yeah. and if you've got to, like, do half those, that amount of shots or you've got to totally rethink how you're going to do it, it huh. kind of sucks because you've got this hard copy that can't change, basically. Yeah, and you don't want to be dragging around your laptop to, right. to rewrite just, things it's just and not print it out, enough. hand it out to people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I found that like me and my AD, who I'm really close with, like we'd just be scribbling all over it and like writing in yeah. the margins and eventually you just like turn it over and just write up a whole new one on the back of the sheet as the whole kind of crew standing there going, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and, you've, and then they don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about today was that's kind of the genesis of why I made this program, which okay. is basically it's it's kind of a digital shot list. So you can kind of build everything in there in pre-production, very similar to kind of how you would, you know, just on Excel. But it allows you to, as you're shooting with kind of your finger, basically rearrange everything, add things, change the amount of time you think things are going to take. And it kind of lets you have the fluidity of what you have on a computer, but have it in the palm of your hand. Um, and also kind of recalculate if you're the kind of person that wants to know, like schedule wise, it, allow, it kind of recalculates all your estimates to kind of know, let you know how far or behind you may be. How much uh, trouble you're in. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because <laughs> it even changes basically the color of the app goes from green to red. If you start drifting behind and okay. some people who've used it have really said that it's the most satisfying thing in the world when it goes from red to green. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, thank God, we're back on, you know, we're back on ha track. Back on track. Um, mm -hmm. 
so that's kind of it's been kind of cool seeing that that kind of thing I've created go out into the world and people giving feedback. But one of the things I wanted to know from you is how do you mm-hmm. What are the kind of things that you put in a shot list? Like, what are the things that you you try and keep track of? Um, well, I mean, the 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 type of things you really keep track of, I guess, for me, are first of all the most crucial shots, the shots that you absolutely can't live without. Yeah. Um. So you kind of would prioritize those because I mean, if you leave set without any of those, you're you're really in serious trouble. And then you've kind of got your wish... Like, I mean, the shot list is kind of a wish list, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've got your absolute musts, and then you've got your, wow, it'd be nice to get these, and then, wow, if you've got even more time, let's play with that, you know, and let's try and get this, and, you know... Um, so I guess, kind of, I would think about it in that way, that you really have your absolute musts, and then you've got the ones that you start crossing off when when that app turns red <laughs> as <Yeah>. you have it, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um, and the type, yeah, and the type of you, things that I... Like, do you, how do you, do you star them or put them on with a special color or how do you keep track of, like, which ones are the most important? Um, let me see. Well, I guess, I guess um, the type of thing what, that I would have done is I would kind of print, I'd do a printout in color usually. Yeah. And I would kind of have one color for the most important ones and then the le- the, the, the not-so-crucial shots, I would kind of have in a in a lighter color yeah um so that i kind of know okay these are the ones you really really need and i guess it's one of those things that uh, you know you go i sometimes i don't even do that i just have all the lot the shots there because i don't want to think about the ones yeah. that i that i you know you, you you go on you don't want to go in there with the plan of i'm probably going to drop all these you go in there i mean you make you try and make a realistic plan right yeah so you put in shots that you think you're going to have time to get and you schedule it so that you think you're going to get them all and then when it looks like you're not going to happen, I mean, because you know the shot list and because you know the film, it's usually not that difficult to start putting lines through things. I mean, it's it's painful, but you usually know, <laughs> but you usually know. know the ones that that get the line first. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's, sometimes it's it's not absolutely necessary to color code them. Um, it it can be nice. I don't know. It just depends. It just yeah. depends. Well, I've never actually done color coding, but when I've and the app currently doesn't, but it's something we're working on for the next version. But a sure. lot of, I was just surprised because a lot of directors and, and ADs and DPs all were like, well, I need, I do everything through color coding, not through, you know, prioritizing or starring or anything like that. And I thought that was really interesting because I never really thought about that, but it makes a lot of sense because it's a very visual, quick way of kind of seeing that's, what you're doing. That's it. That's it. I mean, I think, um, I mean, my memory's terrible unless I write it down or I see it. Yeah. Like everything, everything for me is visual. Um, when I think of a film, I don't think of, you know, what I always think of is an image of something and then the image grows into the story. And then, you know, so for, I think it's probably the same with a lot of directors and a lot of people involved in film is that everything just comes down to something that's really basic visual. Yeah. So if I can glance at something and go, you know, it's, you know, like you say, it's turning red <laughs> or, uh, you know, th- this communicates to me better than anything. I mean, that gets, that's why we're in the visual medium, right, of film. Yeah. It's because it's, well, yeah. So, and, so and thinking about that, how much do you storyboard and when do you choose to storyboard and when do you choose not to? I am, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, in, in the past, I've been an incredibly rigorous storyboarder um, as a director. Um, I've, I've storyboarded... Um, I did a short film where basically called Out of the Blue where a 
lonely, bald, fat guy is walking along the beach and finds a television washed up on shore, brings it home, turns it on, it doesn't work, and eventually switches to life on its own and there's a mermaid trapped inside. <laughs> and uh, he starts, he doesn't have a girlfriend, so he starts bringing the TV round to the cinema, to restaurants and stuff. Um, it's quite a sweet, sweet movie, but um, the, it was tricky because we obviously shot it with a guy carrying around a green screen. Yeah, a, a TV with a green screen on it, and we had to. We knew we had to put the the TV in and post, put the image in and post of the mermaid, which we shot separately. Yeah. So um, that was storyboarded to death. I mean, that was so clearly storyboarded because we needed to know what angle the TV was going to be held at, so that the water angle in the shot with the mermaid yeah. would hold up, and that the proportions would match, and that the eye lines would match, and so that was. So that and that was the first one I directed after college. So that was a that was a good good way to start. And it's kind of one of those things that I would kind of I think as you grow with confidence, you need to storyboard less. It's um or you storyboard particular scenes that you need to storyboard. Um and then it depends on the project too because you know, uh like the film I'm planning to shoot at the moment is um uh about the I guess it's about a kidnapping of a medicine sans frontier or a, a doctors without borders doctor, you yeah. know, a conflict zone doctor in Congo. So um, that film will be probably more raw and more organic. Yeah. So although we will uh, maybe, like there are some action sequences and I'd imagine we'll very clearly uh, storyboard the action sequences, but for the scenes where the person who's kidnapped her and and her together intimately I think we kind of want it to feel really organic and I think we're gonna uh, give it this kind of more documentary feel you know so that the camera is just following the actors and flowing with them so yeah I feel the same the, way the like I cuts. all the stuff I've done I try and storyboard the least amount possible like usually it's the times where I've storyboarded everything it's the same thing shorts that are incredibly difficult for some logistical yeah. Or, or logical reason. Um, yeah, usually, yeah. like if it's um, like I did a film once where I had one house, but I was playing as a house on both sides of the street, so half of the shots were going to be flipped in post. So we had to shoot wow. half okay. the shots with the opposite eye lines that we should, so that when we flipped them, <laughs> they would be right. They'd match. So I basically had to board the entire, like every single frame of the short, and then in the computer flip them all around so that when we were shooting we our storyboards were how they should look when we shoot them but not how they will look once we flip them because it was the only way to wow. get the whole crew's mind around half the shots are going to be horizontally opposite like yeah, shooting yeah, it over yeah. the shoulder felt really weird yeah, because and, yeah. you know you'd have them over <laughs> the right shoulder for both of them <laughs> sure <laughs> sure you, sure you and you end up in like these you know, five-minute discussions with your oh, continuity yeah. person going, yeah, she was, no, 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 honestly, they've got to look a little bit higher, a little bit more to the left, and you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, and then to make things worse, half the other one side of the street was moving forward through time, and the other side of the street was moving backwards through time. So you had oh to kind God. of flip things and think backwards, and some footage was getting reversed, and some footage was not getting reversed, and it was, it was totally crazy, so we storyboarded everything. And then on this this monster movie I did, we, you know, storyboarded every visual effect shot, but didn't storyboard anything else. And I I just find yeah. the same as you. I feel like because you shot lists so specifically, these are the things we need 
I find that if I can shot list it, saying I, I need to make sure that I have a shot of the close-up of him touching her hand or something like that, that, yes. I, that I know emotionally I need to get, but yeah. I don't board it so that I find the best angle of that on the day. Like, I, I'm, not yeah. stuck, I'm not stuck to a certain lens or... Because I, I definitely give my my DOPs a lot of... I just say, you know, I need to I need a really good shot of him looking at her, you know, in a close-up. You find the best angle. You find the best lens. There you go. You, you know, and I yeah, find that yeah. the more that... Because it's always going to be different on set. You know what I mean? Like, the, the storyboard's always never going to be exactly the way it was on set. So it's just... Yeah. I try and not board as much as possible unless there's some major logist- logistical issue. But... It's interesting to hear that you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it sounds like it. I mean, uh, it's one of, the, and it's also about the feeling that you walk onto set with. I mean, yeah. I think if you walk onto set with an exact plan that you plan to execute to the nth degree, it's it's kind of a, it's usually a pretty painful process <laughs> because yeah. you've got such a clear idea of what you're going to do, and you know the angle doesn't look as good as if you just moved it over here. You know. Yeah. And, and also, maybe you, you don't free yourself up to be in the moment and capture those shots that are actually just glaring at you and saying, wow, this is a much better shot. And yeah. also freeing up your DP to, to use his or her eye and trust that too. The only time I've been like super specific has been like some of the commercials I've done where you know, sure. you know you've got five clients sitting behind a monitor and you've had yeah. meetings at nauseam about every single micro decision and you just know if you if you change one thing from the plan, it's going to open up a can of worms, and yeah, everyone's yeah. going to start discussing options and coming up with their own shots. And you know, it's just it's one of those things where, in that case, you know, Clarity it's, it's almost more painful to not be precise, just because there's so many cooks in the kitchen that you just yeah. want to like yeah. keep them all cooking the same meal, <laughs> <And> not <laughs> no, that, that, being creative with different appetizers yeah, yeah. or di- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, I think that's I mean, that's all the things I could think of talking about. Is there anything else that comes um, to your mind? No, I mean, I think I think that's I think it's it's I think it's kind of funny how we actually find that we've through very different processes have come to the same conclusion about yeah. how to do it. It's kind that of a mix you kind between of being specific yet being open to you know the art that's in front of you. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what it is. I think I think that's pretty much how because it is a business in a sense so you've got to even you know okay sure for commercials but even shooting a feature film you know you're on a schedule you've got things that you need to get and you need to deliver on those expectations you know so for me with the the feature film I'm planning to do six hours um you know I've got to make sure that those action sequences work and you know they're very technical and certain angles will work and and you know to coordinate with the stunt guys and to coordinate with um, the special effects, you know, people and yep. stuff, and even to just kind of know in advance what's going to be needed in post, you Absolutely. know, to just kind of be really clear on that and have that boarded, I think, in advance is really useful. But again, to just have the freedom and organic feel of the for the rest of the film, or or where you feel you can, um, to just go on to set with that kind of openness, but have some sort of basic plan like a shot list or. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first film I ever made that wasn't just me and my buddies. You know, I actually had a DP. You know, <laughs> it was like okay, and remember, wow. And I remember I was filming it the Start. way that I did with my friends, where we kind of just made it up as we went along. And I remember him at the end of the first day, kind of looking at me and going, "So that was good, but you know, maybe 
tomorrow have a list of what you want to do? And I kind of and I remember <laughs> going, yeah, that makes a lot Great. of sense. Like it just never occurred to me before that point, like because I had never wow. kind of sure. done it the real way before. And it kind of, and then I remember from that point on, I was like, wow, this is so much better. At least just exercise in your mind, kind of knowing what you want. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've come from that to actually making an app for it. I know. <laughs> so you've come right. totally full circle. That's right. That's pretty amazing. Cool. Cool. So yeah, anyone, well, I just, I may as well make a plug for it. You can get the app. It's called Shotlister. You can get it in the app store anywhere in the world and spread the word. And, you know, hopefully the more people that use it, the more we can update it with colors and storyboards and all the kind of, you know, awesome things that that'll help lots of directors and ADs and DOPs kind of make their day. <laughs> cool. And I'll, I'll do a plug for the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland. Absolutely. <laughs> um, who, um, yeah, I guess thanks to the Screen Directors Guild, I got to shoot the little short recently, uh, Amsterdam, which I'm cutting at the moment. So, um, Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was very nice talking cool. to you. Very nice talking to you too, Zach. <laughs> okay, take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to the SDGI Directors in Dialogue. We would like to thank our sponsors, the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. For more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland, visit www.sdgi.ie.